what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? And the reason I have people start off with this is not to judge yourself, but to start recognizing your habits that are either unhelpful habits and habits that you can create that would be very helpful to creating your success. Today, I get to speak with Devin Rossolo. She's an activation and mindset coach who helps women claim their confidence and become their fullest, boldest selves. Devin helps female entrepreneurs step into their confidence so they can love themselves fully and take their businesses to the next level. She works with them on their self-limiting beliefs, also known as the BS stories and lies we tell ourselves that hold us back. Devin helps them release those beliefs and ignite the flame inside of themselves to create an abundant life and business. She creates incredibly activating and soul-aligned group coaching programs to support female entrepreneurs who want to create rock-solid community, collaborate, and create fire businesses and ignite their inner bold selves. So let's listen into this episode as we speak with Devin Rossolo. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Devin, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Junaid. I really appreciate it, and I'm very excited. Recording a podcast episode, guest episode, gives me so much joy because you get to connect one-on-one with the guests with the and then you know it's it's just that you're just building a stronger bond stronger relationship in that moment in that time period it's almost like having a one-on-one coffee chat or whatever it is you know it's it's Mm -hmm. just a way to connect without any distractions because we know that we're recording this (laughs) we know that this is going to be weird for ages to come, right? So we have a responsibility to be truthful, honest, and, you know, be a better person, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. And be present with each other. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I, I very much so. Yeah, because uh, most of the times when you're hanging out with people in person, you're, mm-hmm. you've got your phone out and like, yeah, hey, check out this mm-hmm. Like, oh, let me check this. But with a podcast, you're like, okay, I'm present. I want to provide the most value possible in this time that you're listening. So thank you so much. Yes. So I shouldn't start screen sharing a YouTube video right now. That's what you're saying. Oh, we could. I mean, there's been some really good videos. Like the Holderness family, they're just totally blown up. I I love what they're doing. They used to do parody videos. or I mean, they... They first created a video that it was like a Christmas video like four years ago and yeah. it blew up in the entire internet. And <laughs> now with COVID, they've been doing so, some crazy videos all around. What if the sitcoms were created in a COVID era? What would they sound like? Right? <laughs> it's no, it was a fun family. I haven't followed them recently, so I'll have to check them out now. <laughs> no, out. All right, so... Let's jump right in. I want to you you know bring you on and find out your origin story. So tell us a version mm-hmm. of your journey that no one's heard of before. Okay. Oh, that no one's heard of before. <laughs> okay. 
Um, let's see. So I was going to tell you my story about um, how I left my speech pathology job and became an entrepreneur. Uh, but some people do know that story. So <laughs> I'm going to tell it anyway. Yeah, I'm tell it anyway. still get into it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it's actually it's one of the most defining moments in my life that has really shaped who I am now. So I'm going to dive in. So I, for four years, was a speech pathologist after I graduated um, with my graduate degree. I became a medical speech pathologist. And over those four years, I noticed myself really just not feeling fulfilled. Um, I wasn't feeling into it. I felt like I wasn't living really my life's purpose and, and just wasn't living up to my true potential. I wasn't learning and growing. And so over the course of that four years, I started, I think it was 2017, I started listening to podcasts and exploring my personal development and really starting to grow as a person. But over that time, I still felt like I wasn't growing as a professional and that was really challenging for me. So take you uh, to last year, last November 2019, I was absolutely miserable in my job. I was working as a pediatric speech pathologist, which was even further from what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, and I was driving to my building. I pulled up to the building of the place that I worked. It was a pouring gray day and uh, I just started bawling like sobbing the moment that I pulled into the parking lot and actually parked and that lasted for like an hour because every time I thought about going into the building I just cried more I could I literally couldn't fathom it I couldn't fathom you know going somewhere knowing that I would just be miserable for eight to ten hours and finally at the end of that like sobbing hour I finally thought to myself like what the am I doing <laughs> to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? And I chose to turn my car around and drive home the hour in the rain <laughs> that day and go home and um, take a mental health day. Right. But uh, the next day I chose to give my notice and I quit that job with really not much of a backup plan. Uh, <laughs> I knew I had wanted to start a business for a while, but that is how my coaching business started. And, uh, I became an entrepreneur and started feeling like I finally am living like this free, purposeful, growth-oriented life. And it's awesome. And it was the best decision I've ever made. And I'm so glad I hit rock bottom to actually get to this place that I'm in now. Wow. You, so you totally did a 180. Like I'm going to just go out and make it happen for myself because it's not making me help, not making me happy. And... You just jumped right in, which is, it's its almost like burning the boats, right? Yeah. We're on the beach, burn the boats, make it happen. Mm -hmm. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I think if I had done it differently and had had like a backup plan or had still had my job, I just wouldn't have been able to use full passion and full energy to, to dive into my business. So I really, for me, I needed to just say bye to the job and like depend on myself only and create the life that I wanted through like knowing that I really won't have anything else. Does that make sense? And um, I've got so many thoughts going on in my mind. I can't even <laughs> focus on one of them. <laughs> so when, when you decided okay, this is going to be it. You're like, because mm -hmm. sometimes you, like, 
that's what I've been doing. I've been doing side hustles mm-hmm. and each side hustle requires different mental capacity. Yes. But what you wanted to do required all of your mental capacity and you, when you're in a space mm-hmm. that capacity is drained as soon as you enter the building, mm-hmm. it's impossible to recharge till the next day and then it's yes. all over. Yes. Same yes. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Coaching really does require, well, at least the way I like to do it, uh, really does require me to show up as my full self in, you know, my truth, my authentic self, and and really in the place where I'm ready to serve and give, because I know that's going to, that's going to create the best outcomes for my clients. And I knew that I just, if I was giving from like a half-assed place, which I would have had to do because I didn't have enough energy, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to deliver results for my clients. And I wouldn't have been able to encourage them and push them the way that I do. So I just wouldn't have had it in me. So yeah, that's a really good point. So what keeps you motivated now? So it's been almost a year, right? Mm-hmm. Almost a year into your full-time entrepreneurship your bold entrepreneur. <laughs> How do you keep that motivation going? So I think the way I keep my motivation going is first, I look at my motto, which is hilarious. I'm going to tell you in a moment. But I then look at my why as well. So my motto is kind of like the first layer that I, that I remind myself of. And that is one of Eminem's lines. <laughs> 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 and it's success is my only mother effing option, failure's not. And that's something that I have believed and felt so true, uh, has been so true for me for so many years, but I wasn't sure how to implement it before. Mm-hmm. No, I do know. Um, so when I'm feeling down or whatever, or uninspired, that's the motto I go to. But then I also look at my why, which is um, ultimately to provide my family, my parents with the big, uh, limitless life that they weren't able to give me, even like no matter how hard they really, really tried, they put in so much effort and energy to giving everything to my, uh, myself and my sister. And I think they wanted us to live it in a fuller capacity as children um, and as young adults, and they would have loved to give more. And it didn't, and it didn't work that way for them. But I now want to be able to give back to them in the way that I know they tried so hard to give to me. And I want them to live a fabulous, luxurious lifestyle and do whatever they want with whatever, because life is limitless for them. So that's my why. And that keeps me motivated. That's so beautiful. Being able to provide, being able to give back, right? Mm -hmm. It's so important. It, it, like I was talking to my dad the other day and, and we were talking about how important is it is to keep the communication lines open. And I'm not good at that. I'm not good at talking to my parents <laughs> or my siblings. You know, I'm the oldest of seven. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> we're not talking, we're, we're not on a day-to-day daily talking situation mainly because first of all time zone differences you know mm-hmm. they're, mo- they're all in cali and i'm in mm-hmm. virginia the east coast so that doesn't chime in and then everybody's got a different mindset around so many different things mm-hmm. and the more i the more i think about you know i want to 
push this forward and have that have that connection mm -hmm. I almost feel like that I need to show up as who they expect mm -hmm. me to be rather than who I want to be who mm -hmm. I am to others who I am to the people that I'm teaching you know video and whatnot right so it feels like I don't have anything to share or give mm -hmm. or and if I do, mm -hmm. am I am I judging? Am I you know? So it's right. That's that's a really awesome way to you know have goals, mindset yeah. set up, and goals. And I want to be able to offer that for my parents too, right? So, yeah. Can I add something? Um, because I find I think it's interesting what you were just saying about you know, not necessarily being able to connect on the same level that you'd like to with family. And I have had uh, the same challenge in the past, more so in the context of uh, like my family pushing limiting their own limiting beliefs onto me or like their concerns onto me. And and when people do that, it really it, it limits the way we think about ourselves and what our potential is. And so something that I learned to do or taught myself to do, I guess, with my family was to, for a period of time, not share with them. <laughs> so not share with them what is what is really exciting to me until I've made it something tangible and yeah, they can yeah. see how incredible the outcomes are, which sounds weird, but, but there con continues to be added doubt in you if they don't see that tangible outcome like quickly. Just because I think the instant gratification society that we're in, um, people want to see big results. And so keeping the like minute wins, I guess, um, kind of quiet until it's something big has been really, really uh, supportive with my, my relationship with my family, actually. And then just choosing also to meet them where they're at and find something relatable to them until you have that really big victory. Those, those have been yeah. two really helpful things not like giving you advice or anything i just no, no, that's that's exactly audio. what i've been doing right i've, I've been like yeah. oh yeah i'm just busy with work and kids and that's that's a fact right and do i want to get into what i want to do because i've always feel like i've been the most enthusiastic one all the mm -hmm. times and be told like no no that how is that I can make that happen, right? <laughs> uh, but my mom's always been like, you know, you should be doing this and making business and, you know, getting money through that. Where is that coming? So it's been, it's been pretty, pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's fine. I've, I've outgrown that person that I used to be. And yeah. I'm more confident. I'm mm -hmm. more certain in what I want from life. And, and mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's helped to, I guess it helps to be older. <laughs> <laughs> older and wiser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Thank you. Yeah. So, Devin, <laughs> tell us what type of coaching and what, what so, so, number one, you're yes. a speech pathologist. So talk us about mm -hmm. what your expertise are. Expertise oh. are. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to go against everything that I should do. So <laughs> <laughs> um, my expertise in speech pathology now is insignificant to me. 
because I'll be leaving the field. I'll be leaving the field by the end of this year. It's not where my heart and my passion and soul is aligned. And not that I don't care to share it. It's just I I actually have been on a process over the past year of unidentifying as with speech pathology. It was interesting when I started transitioning into coaching. I always said to people, I'm a speech pathologist and a coach. And I realized that I still truly associated or like felt aligned with speech pathology, even though I didn't, mm-hmm. it was still part of my identity. And, and at this point now, I can easily say to people, I'm an activation and mindset coach. I don't even say I'm a speech pathologist anymore. And it's really, really yeah. cool. And I love how I've been able to watch, you know, my own journey evolve and how I've been able to put that, that pause and silence there at the end of I'm a coach and, and refrain from saying the speech pathologist part. Because for me, actually, it was a, it was part of my identity that I didn't want to be aligned with, with anymore. And it was also a safety blanket for me as well. That's really empowering it because the more you say who you are, the more your mind like, yeah, that's who I am. That that's who I am. I mean, I, I still call myself a, a designer, right? I'm, I've been designing for ages, but I want to step out of there. But 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 if I do step out of that, who am I? Am I this? video guy am i you know what's my vision and i think mm-hmm. having that conversation with you with yourself is so important you mm-hmm. set that vision yes. and having people in your corner also helps mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. that's another that is a really good question too like who am i <laughs> um something that i that i had to shift out of last year too was identifying or introducing myself as what I am, not who I am. So oftentimes, I mean, it depends on the day, but oftentimes um, if I'm in like an interview or not a job interview, but or a collaboration or whatever, um, I'll introduce myself as a um, bold and inspired woman first. So actually learning to identify with the who we are and introducing ourselves that way we cement it and we, we hear it. The more we hear it, the more we say it, the more we believe that to be true. And we can hold on to our own and hold on to our true identity as opposed to only associating who we are to our profession. So I think that's, that's interesting. And something when I was doing career coaching, I, I taught that to my, uh, my clients as well as learn who you are first and actually tell them that because that makes you stand out and makes you unique as well. Absolutely. And, once we know who we are, I think it's easier to then set the path. Like, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. And I think a lot of people ca- talk about reverse engineering. Like, mm-hmm. let's figure out where do you want to go? Okay, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. It's almost like you want to get to Costco. Well, <laughs> here's, here's the instructions on how to get there. <laughs> and I think what that's what coaching really is. and Or that's mm-hmm. what human beings really lack and that's why we go to school mm-hmm. so somebody can tell us okay can you just tell me who i want who i'm supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> because i can't figure out who i'm supposed to be so you you know i'm going i'm going to pay you a ton of money go to school you tell me should i be 
you know, should I be a doctor? Should I be this? And, right. and then we also associate, okay, which one of these professions is going to make me the most money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, very Which true. is hilarious because <laughs> I talk, I, you know, I, I look at people that have so many different jobs and how much time they're putting in mm-hmm. that job and how much money it's making back to them and then their level of enthusiasm right. around that job that they're doing. Yeah. And it's funny. Somebody calls jo- job J-O-B as you're just over broke. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's a job because you're just over broke. You're not wealthy, right? You don't have, you know. Uh, so it's really interesting. So what yeah. ins- what inspired or what inspired you to first of all take the path to become a speech pathologist? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some point in your life to like, oh, that's going to be so cool. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there was. Yes. So um, in college, so uh, when I was 18, I started dating um, a, a, a guy that I dated for six years. And he had a son who was two at the time when I met him. Um, and his son had a motor speech disorder. Uh, and I decided to, like, as we, uh, dated, I decided to take a speech pathology class that was, or it wasn't actually a speech pathology class. It was called intro to communications disorders because I thought it would be really cool if I could actually help him in, uh, learn to speak, um, uh, with better articulation or more, more precise articulation. And, um, I thought it would be really cool. So I took that class and it was fascinating. Uh, It was really, really interesting to learn about the human brain and um, how everything works with anatomy and physiology. And so I thought that, hey, maybe this is what I want to do. I have always been fascinated in the mind and the brain. And so this was the path that I knew to take in college. And um, I, you know, I don't regret any moment of it either because it taught me a lot about the brain and the mind and it taught me a lot about um perseverance and it taught me ultimately about not staying in something that you don't love not staying in something that that doesn't fulfill you and to actually live live my life's passion i think that if i hadn't gotten to that that uh my breaking point essentially my rock bottom and I might not have ever found what I wanted to be doing and what actually fulfills me. So it was a huge learning experience those four years. Now that's really, really cool because your innate nature was to help someone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So that <laughs> remains the same. You're still helping yes. other folks. Yeah. But maybe not speech, maybe, you know, from a different perspective. But then you got mm-hmm. that. That mind, that the knowledge of the mind, like how the mind mm-hmm. works, I think it's it's one of the most beautiful things mm-hmm. that has been talked and thought about mm-hmm. for centuries. I mean, mm-hmm. when I listen, when I started listening to Tony Robbins, I, I I was it was like late night, probably three a.m. watching TV, and I see this infomercial come on. <laughs> I'm like, who is this man? <laughs> I called the 800 number. I signed up for the personal power. I'm like, give me these CDs because I need to learn more. And I was I was in my 20s mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to 
like I, like I I was already into technology, but I wanted I was in this zone where I wanted to grow mm-hmm. in a totally different perspective, you know, grow yeah. the mind. And this learning about him reading 750 plus books on the human mind and psychology, it's it's just mm-hmm. it's like, holy smokes, this guy knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty incredible. <laughs> and that's hilarious that, that you learned about him on an infomercial. infomercial. Oh, yes. That's how, <laughs> you know, that's how it all starts. Like, that was back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, it's incredible how long he's been around, too, and, like, how powerful and, like, amazing and influential he still is, too. Yeah, yeah. And he's grown from the different ways he markets his stuff too, right? So he's oh, yeah. done a ton of joint ventures with so many people. Mm-hmm. I remember he did a joint venture with Frank Kern mm-hmm. when internet marketing was huge. Mm-hmm. And then recently he did, you know, he did the mastermind knowledge base or whatever with mm-hmm. Dean Graziosi. And I just watched the parts <laughs> with Tony Robinson. <laughs> I won't tell Dean. (laughs) Don't tell Dean. I mean, um, I I guess it also comes comes back to like what the morals. I think the morals who who you Mm -hmm. are as a person and who you relate to. Like a ton of people talk about Jim Rohn. I've never heard of Jim Rohn, and he's. I haven't. (laughs) I mean, I, I mean, I've heard. I've never heard him speak, mm-hmm. but I know he was Tony Robbins' teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So, really cool to see, like, where it all comes, like, where our thoughts start off and how they move along, mm-hmm. move us along in, in, our, in our journey, in our yeah. life, and becoming who we really want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting watching people evolve as well. And just going back to the um, values, essentially, um, I think it's important to have core values. I mean, we all do, whether we like know it or not. (laughs) But in going back also to defining who you are, defining what your values are, too, is really, really uh, useful, especially in business, um, because if we're going to make any decision, we can ask ourselves, is this aligned with my values? Um, and that's a simple yes or no answer, right? And that can keep us from making some foolish business decision and keep us on track. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> Just today I was uh, watching Pat Flynn and he... Mm-hmm. He was playing back a video from 2009 of himself talking oh, yeah. about the workspace. And he's like, all right, guys, this is where I'm doing my blogging. It's a little, this small little nook that he's got <laughs> his computer and, and he's working from there. And he's got some cool phrases on, on the wall that mm-hmm. keeps him reminding because and he tells his story about how he was let go. They're, they're, his wife was pregnant and, you know, they're, they didn't have so health insurance, had to pay for everything. And it's like he wouldn't have been able to do it if he didn't have the business. Like they mm-hmm. paid 20000 for their first baby because they didn't mm. have health insurance. Oh, gosh. I'm like, wow, that's insane. And then later on we see him turn the camera on and you see Pat Flynn from 2009 
and he he looks so young and <laughs> without the beard he looks even more younger. So it's really cool. Um, just him reacting to himself, just watching that. <laughs> so funny. That's but. awesome. He runs a. Um, I actually met him virtually. Um, a few months ago, he runs a San Diego entrepreneurs, uh, just like monthly conversation in zoom. Yeah. I was happy to partake in at one point. He's a cool guy (laughs) and it's a great group for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's part of some really amazing groups. He's, he's, Mm -hmm. he's a board, he's a board of director and lots of really cool companies as well. Yeah. And, um, I get to, you know, interact with him when I'm, I'm on these, these, uh, classroom calls or office hours with him because Mm -hmm. I purchased a few courses from him that I need to implement because, uh, you know, (laughs) squirrel. (laughs) I feel bad. (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now. And, um, this was a ton of fun. So Devin, uh, tell us a little more about what's your entrepreneurship as an entrepreneurship and as an entrepreneur, um, how are you helping your clients? What are some of the tips that my audience can take away and, um, you know, apply it in, into their lives right now? And see yes. Some results? That's a great question. Um, I think, let's see, what do I want to actually talk about today? So I personally, one of my like go-to tools um, for mindset coaching is is the bulk of what I do right now. Um, I help people shift from a fixed or scarcity mindset to a growth or abundance mindset so that they can live more confidently so that they can excel in their businesses and take more bold and inspired action. That's the mindset piece. I'm also an activation coach as well. So I marry the two together and, and essentially serve as really a catalyst. I'm just realizing this recently. I'm essentially a catalyst to helping, you know, to helping people actually like find the fire inside of them and, and learn what their soul wants instead of just what their ego wants. <laughs> um, and I've found, found that when we operate and we do business or just life from a soul aligned place, we actually are able to become more magnetic. We're able to become more confident and, um, old as like my word is (laughs) and um really just bring stuff to life like bring your goals to life instead of like walking around them or tiptoeing around them forever anyway so one so one thing that i want to recommend to your audience is journaling or i also call it intentional writing only to differentiate it from like traditional journaling so when people think of journaling they usually just think about like writing thoughts and feelings on paper Um, And I think that certainly has a lot of validity and it has its benefits as well. Uh, But I like to journal very, very intentionally. So I have a number of prompts, essentially like a template that I'll use. And I have a number of prompts that I'll use, such as setting um, a daily intention. So who you want to be and who you want to show up as today. So, you know, a daily intention is as simple as like, I will be and act intentionally in everything that I do today. Because funny how we can walk through life, like floating through life, not even having an aim in the world from day to day, you know? And then we go, I go through gratitude uh, in my journaling as well. And I go through money visions and mantras um, to start goal setting and attaining. And 
two of my favorite pieces of my journaling process are the reflection, yesterday's reflection. So that is actually looking back on your whole day yesterday and going through and writing down the number of things that you did, if you can recall everything from the day before, great. <laughs> um, but actually acknowledging yourself for everything that you've done, because it's it's funny, when you get to the end of the day, you, you usually feel like you haven't done anything. And if you actually write down all the small things you did, you're like, oh, damn, I actually am very productive. And I actually feel really good about getting that task done. So yesterday's reflection really reminds you to acknowledge yourself and thank yourself. Um, for how productive you've been or, or successful in whatever way. And then my final, most exciting piece to me, because I'll tell you why, but it's, uh, it's, I ask myself a self-awareness empowerment question. So I'll always ask myself a really, really hard question that I know will evoke emotions or, um, at least inspire me in some way. So I'm trying to think of mine from today, but. One of the ones that I have clients start off with usually is what do I need? To, it's a two-parter. What do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? And the reason I have um, people start off with this is not to judge yourself, but um, to start recognizing your habits mm-hmm. that are either unhelpful habits and think habits that you can create that would be very helpful to creating your success. So um, that's one of the empowerment questions that we start off with. And then uh, moving on from there, we use the, what do I need to start doing to create success habits? Um, So long story short, I suggest journaling, intentional writing. I think it's really, really great to be reflective. It gives you a lot of self-awareness. And of course, practicing gratitude as well is really um, beneficial so that we can start, you know, rewiring our minds to actually default to the positive thinking instead of thinking about what was me oh this is happening and it's awful and blah 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 <laughs> no that's, that's a really excellent tip so number one journaling or intentional writing mm-hmm. number two is reflection yes. on what you did yesterday mm-hmm. what you what you're going to plan to do today yes and then number three self-awareness self-aware and grateful yeah so yeah. So two is gratefulness. Yeah. So all, all of those things that I mentioned tie into my journaling process. So those are all pieces that you can put in the journaling um, prompts for the day. So just like a very quick rundown, I do daily intention. I do gratitude, a money vision, um, yesterday's reflection and a self-awareness empowerment question. Perfect. So, yeah. But you certainly, if you are starting to journal, you don't have to do all of them. I, I really <laughs> like to want to emphasize. Yeah. I really want to emphasize that to your audience just because when I do start with a client, they're always like, Oh, but it's so much. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to start with that many. I usually suggest that you start with just one or two of those prompts to get into the habit of journaling every day. Yeah. And then you add and build as you go. Love it. Thank that's, you. That's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's been it's been a huge game changer in my life that was one of the first success habits i started with when i started doing personal development and over time i gradually essentially built that template and made it you know my own unique uh tool 
because I have found that those are the things that really keep me most on track and make me focus on what is positive and good and great in the world so that I can continue reframing my mindset um, and, and training myself to be um, forward focused instead of reflecting and always focusing on the negative things that have happened. Yeah, it's a great way to remind yourself, right? Hey, mm -hmm. look at all the positive stuff that's happening. We're above ground. Yes. We've got a roof over our head. We've got food in our belly. Yes. All of those things, I think, have that positive impact on yeah. who we are as human beings and, and be able to show up for others and, and be more helpful. Yeah. So thank you so much for that. Yes, absolutely. So at this point, we have really quick, we had a really great conversation. I want to go into the, the fun round or, well, it's been all fun. <laughs> the quick round on uh, what Devin's all about. Yeah. All right. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? One hobby, um... So this is location dependent, but <laughs> this is the first thing that came to me randomly and that would be surfing. I would love to, yeah, I think that would be really cool to live by a beach and go surfing every single day and just be in a state of like bliss and open waters. Oh yeah, that sounds, that sounds awesome. I know my cousin uh, took some lessons few years ago mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to learn how to surf. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> and uh, the closest I got to surfing was snowboarding, which mm. I did, you know, a few years ago. I haven't gone back in, gosh, nice. for a long time. All right. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were a child? When I was a child, I wanted to be a doctor, um, which makes sense as to why I became a medical speech pathologist. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as much schooling and nearly as much debt. So that's why I chose to, to be a medical speech pathologist instead of a doctor. Nice. Yes. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Uh, what is my favorite movie or TV show? Oh, I don't like have one. <laughs> or how about a book? A book. That helps. Um, I think that my favorite book, and I think I wrote something different, but my favorite book um, as a younger person, and probably now if I reread it, is Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albom. Um, it was a really good story, uh, teaching a lot of life lessons about the gratitude of life and uh, the journey of life and stuff. It was very good. Ooh, that's where the gratitude comes from. Ooh, yes. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it oh good question i would be i would be in the 300 <laughs> as king leonidas <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> awesome awesome movie Awesome movie, awesome character. <laughs> All right. Next one is, what? who is your favorite superhero or what is your superhero power? Mm. Okay. So favorite superhero, I guess I don't have one. Um, this is a joke, but my favorite, 
<laughs> but back when I went to adult summer camp, my superpower was uh, ability to take naps anywhere, anytime, no matter what. <laughs> um, but I think truthfully, my superpower would be resilience, mm. overcoming anything and everything, no matter what's thrown at you. Nice. I like yeah. it. I have the superpower of napping too, so you know. <laughs> it's really great when you have that skill. <laughs> yeah, I know, you cannot. It's, it's awesome. Uh, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I made up a board game when I was younger, but I can't remember what it was or what the concept <laughs> was. <laughs> but... But uh, I think that I would be a board game. I would make up one. A board game where you have to consistently think on your feet and create something mm -hmm. as you go. And that's all I got. <laughs> Innovating and problem solving the whole time. Yeah. You know, so, so there's thousands of books being published every... Is it every day or every week or every month? There's also a thousand... There's also thousands of new board games. Really? Life, yeah. Huh. Absolutely. I wouldn't um, expect that. <laughs> yeah, if you if you know um, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, mm -hmm. Poor Dad, mm -hmm. um, he created a board game called Cashflow or The Rat Race, mm -hmm. where and and so he created the board game just so you can learn all about, you know, money and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, that's cool. Board games are another way to, you know, and and, it, and right now what we're seeing is we see a lot of card games coming out, mm -hmm. a ton, like every way. Like there's even a card, like set of cards that you can buy to mm -hmm. for podcasters. Like oh. you have questions, yeah, a podcast deck that you can ask questions. Yeah, you know, that's so fun. You, so you stay, you know. That word fun, or do you, you stay <laughs> creative? I guess. Too. Mm -hmm. Is it really creative though if you're pulling from a pile of pre-made cards? <laughs> well, the but other like person it. doesn't have no I have a clue of what those questions are going to be. <laughs> yes. So you know, I like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds All right. great. So Devin, it's been a yes. ton of fun. Thank you for sharing your origin story, how you quit the nine to five <laughs> to jump into your own entrepreneurship, became your own boss. And the question is, do you like your new boss more than your last boss? Ooh, <laughs> that's not a nice question, but yes, I do. <laughs> of course you do. Awesome. That's why, that's why we, you know, as entrepreneurs, we like to work with ourselves, with our mind and set up a roadmap for ourselves because we love what we do and we want to share that yeah gratitude that power with everybody else so thank you so Absolutely. much for coming on sharing your story sharing your journey your motivations and the favorite board game you'd be so <laughs> once you do create that board game <laughs> what is it going to be called i don't know now i have to make it <laughs> now you gotta make it <laughs> now i gotta commit <laughs> what is it gonna be called it's gonna be innovation station Ooh, i like it <laughs> thank as you long, as long as it's not jump to conclusion <laughs> Devin, this was a ton of fun thank you so much for coming on and again have an awesome 
today, where can my audience find you? Oh, yes. Um, so honestly, I, I'm strange and I really like to just connect on Facebook. That's where I'm at the majority of the time. So I am Devin Rosillo on Facebook. And I use my personal page as my business page too, because that's where I'm most authentic and myself. So awesome. you can find me there. <laughs> I will plug in those links into the show notes so people can get to you. And Wonderful. thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Sinead. This was fun. Me <laughs> too. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.